welcome to this week's EG Like Sunday Morning, this week featuring two EG LSM stalwarts, news editor par excellence Hui Guanman and London offices aficionado Alex Daniel. How the devil are you both? Not too bad, thanks Jess. How are you? I'm all right, thank you. A little bit croaky, but uh, my test is negative, so uh, life continues. How about you, Pui? Good to hear. Yeah, I'm I'm all right, thanks. Lovely to be here, as always. Um, I am uh, having some home improvement issues, though, so I'm going to take advantage of the airwaves to put out a call. If anyone knows any boiler guys in West London, please gals. get in touch. Or gals, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, please do. Um, Pui is in serious need and uh, sounds like uh, Alex could do with, with some uh, handy person advice as well. I don't want to speak ill of my handyman. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully he's not listening. <laughs> <laughs> OK, so uh, the uh, the merry world of, of, of real estate this week. So uh, the world's uh, slowest, most miserable game of hokey cokey has continued this week uh, with the the end of plan B and the latest period of work from home guidance for the time being at least. So are those that were out now flooding back in again? I mean, yes, people are going <laughs> back to the office. Um, it, you wouldn't know it uh, if, if you actually went into the city. I mean, statistics obviously don't lie. Tube use was up 10% this morning compared to last week um, and about 15% in the city. That's despite a massive shutdown on the Northern Line. Thank you, TfL. Um, but people <laughs> are going into work, you know. I mean, more people are going back into work. And we had a, um, actually, Pui wrote it, but we had a, a very good article um, last week, I think, about um, uh, the what the, the, the major property agencies are doing. Um, and, I mean, obviously, they're all going back into the office. They're the first back in, um, quite rightly. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, since um, restrictions uh, were lifted, I think uh, it's broadly expected um, that, uh, uh, you know, real estate has kind of gone back to their desk for hybrid working and all the big bosses uh, at the major agents certainly seem pretty happy about it. Um, among the many that we spoke to, um, Knight Frank's uh, senior partner, Alistair Elliott, described uh, the lifting of restrictions um, as a relief and that, you know, I think he called it um, the point of no return um, or something. Or, or we should we should sort of view this as a point of no return and we can gear up to, to getting cities um, back to life. Um, and uh, yeah, the, the bosses at AY and Savills and, and lots of others uh, shared their thoughts um, on, on getting back to the office too. Um, and uh, separately, Lambert Smith Hampton is uh, moving its London headquarters as well as part of a shift to agile working. So I guess that's another sort of sign of the sign of the times. So overall, is your sense that the industry is embracing hybrid working and, and uh, how are you seeing approaches evolving this time compared to uh, the last time we, we, we went back? I think people are more um, people, well. People people have been vocal about hybrid working being the future for quite some time. They you mm -hmm. know the the conversation about Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday workers work out the acronym um, has been going on for uh, I don't know maybe nine months now. People were talking about it in maybe May last year, April last year really. Um, so it's it's difficult to tell how it's changed. I think people are now better set up for hybrid working than they were when they kind of first tried to go back um maybe six months ago 
um, they've kind of had this hiatus. Um, I did see a couple of people saying as well that this winter period was actually a chance for companies to sort of take stock and say, how has this um, first sort of attempt at hybrid working worked? What do we need to do? Do we need to make any changes? So it's kind of a rain check again. Um, mm. And presumably now companies will be sort of implementing um, anything extra that they've learned about it. Um, it's difficult to tell at this point. People are only just starting to trickle back into um, into sort of as you say, sort of flexible working situations. But um, it, it will be interesting to see how that develops over the next couple of months. I think most people understand that hybrid working is the future, though. We don't have many people um, being proponents of a five day week. Hmm. And have either of you ventured into the city this week? Uh, not yet myself. Uh, well, Alex, what about you? I did. It was, I mean, the kind of the pretometer as coined by Bloomberg very cleverly as a proxy for how many people are actually going in. Um, according to the pressometer, the city is pretty busy. I mean, that was around, you know, Bishopsgate, Liverpool Street, where it's pretty busy anyway, but can report that there was a big queue. There you go. You you heard it here. Uh, if not first, then fairly quickly. Um, so, uh, Pui, moving on uh, from uh, the return to work, you, you've uh, got a big story on uh, the industrial and logistics front this week. Uh, so, so what are the findings of uh, research by the British Property Federation and Savills? Yeah, so I mean, it actually, it was a, a pretty packed uh, news section uh, this week, um, and it does seem like the industry is sort of shaking off uh, the January blues altogether. But um, but yes, uh, this week uh, the industry uh, stepped up its calls for planning reform uh, in light of some critical new findings um, from the BPF and Savills that show uh, demand for industrial and logistics space across England has been uh, vastly underestimated in planning policy for a decade, and that future demand in England is actually likely to be at least 29% higher than um, past levels. So this is particularly prominent in the North uh, and Midlands, uh, where Leeds demand is estimated to be 42% higher uh, than levels uh, recorded today and 35% higher in Manchester. So um, given that supply is already at um, very critical lows, the argument is that the potential for levelling up and economic growth could be significantly undermined um, as a result. Uh, so yeah, Savills and St Modwin teamed up to, to devise some pretty complex new methodology to help determine this future demand a bit more accurately. So one of the main recommendations is to kind of incorporate that model into the national planning policy guidance, uh, you know, to inform uh, local plans rather than leaning so heavily on sort of historic data to predict uh, demand. That's because a lot of assumptions that are used to designate land for industrial uses don't actually factor in the growth of the digital economy and, and key drivers mm. like growth in housing or online retailing or freight volumes. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, I mean, combined with some other recommendations to update um, the, the planning system, it's hoped that adopting these could unlock some much needed development and kind of rebalance supply and demand, um, which has been very uh, off kilter for a long while now. And yeah. it, it does seem like you're, you're never more than a month or two away from the next uh, announcement of planning reform. But how, is there much optimism um, by those who prepared the report that, that these changes could uh, eventually be brought in? 
Maybe. I mean, I, I have to say, I do wonder what the housing experts would have made of all of it, uh, really. Maybe that could be the next uh, feature for us. Um, but yeah, I think there is some optimism. I mean, speaking to um, to some of the, the researchers behind it um, at uh, GLP and, and Savills, you know, um, they've said that, you know, they have been meeting with uh, key stakeholders and uh, policy makers um, and had quite sort of positive discussions on this front and there has been slow progress that's been made um, and some recognition over the past few years but um, I guess underpinning it all is you know a call for sort of greater support for industrial logistics to be recognized um, as critical infrastructure within national planning guidance um, and maybe that kind of recognition you know we're, we're not quite there yet and you know I guess just not moving as fast as as you know as the industry would like to be but um mm. you know i guess there's slow steps um, <laughs> yeah and uh alex uh, whenever we have you on it's always good to uh, to get a state uh, of the office uh, market update from you uh, yes your finger is is always on the pulse so how are things going uh well the office market seems to be i mean people are generally pretty positive as ever in the office market but I mean especially so this year I think now that Omicron seems to be sort of fading away and the certainly the economic effects of Omicron are fading away um, people sort of are looking at 2022 as sort of a year of sort of further recovery um, I think 2021 it was all pretty sort of unclear at this point um, how it would go and obviously it turned out pretty well in the end in terms of investment and take up and all the rest of it um, but 2022 there don't seem to be any, be any sort of major barriers just yet. Um, we spoke to um, Knight Frank's new head of London offices um, Phil Hobley this week um, who's just taken up the post at the start of the year and I mean he was he was very positive about it he was speaking about the amount of money that's about to come into London um, or at least is aimed at London there's a, there's a big kind of breadth of geographies and investor types that are looking at the city um, take up is sort of due to exceed 8 million square foot this year um, we've had five consecutive quarters of growth of uh, of take up in central London um, so I think generally the direction of travel is looking pretty good Okay, that's good. So it sounds nice and positive. And then as Pre mentioned earlier, it has, has been a bumper week of news this week. So I, I thought we might use uh, the quiz this week as, as an entry point, because it, to be honest, it does seem like between the pair of you, you've written quite a lot of the news. So so finding yeah. questions to task you with was a little trickier uh, this week, but perhaps I might ex ask um, each of you to expand on certain stories that uh, are featured in the quiz, if that if that's all right with you. All right, bring it on. Okay, right. <laughs> so uh alex would you like to go first or second uh ooh, um i'll i'll go first i usually go, second. go first I'll okay go first. right so alex question one a u.s investor has put a portfolio of 17 stores from which famous retail chain up for sale i know this one this was a uh, really good story from pui which was uh mns um oh no no it was an mns portfolio what did you, did you want M&S or the US investor? Uh, that's it was uh, it was it was M&S was the answer I was looking for. But you can, can hear expand. me slowly panic, quickly panicking <laughs> as I realise I'm answering the wrong thing. Uh, yeah, Pui, uh, tell us more. Uh, yeah, so um, 
Fortress um, bought uh, a, a really massive portfolio from Topland in 2016 um, of, of M&S stores and is now looking to uh, offload uh, some of that. So 17 stores um, up for sale. Um, a few of them are empty, but on the whole, you know, M&S um, has, uh, they're still the tenant for it and they've been um, performing pretty well throughout the pandemic. So they've been pretty good at, at paying their rents. Um, so, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, bids right. in, I guess. <laughs> there you go. Good. Right. So despite uh, that wonderful summary, it's 1-0 to Alex, uh, which seems a little <laughs> unfair, but there we go. That's how the quiz works. Um, so Pui, your first question. A 14-storey student accommodation block looks set for approval following abandoned plans for a hotel at what London site? Um, that would be the Holborn Viaduct. Indeed right. it is. Very close to our, our former offices. Uh, yes, thank you very much. One, one. Right. Now, the uh, missing word uh, headline round of questions. So, Alex. Blank at the heart of the new red book. Blank at the heart of the new red book. Uh, and it's it's something that is on everyone's lips. Uh, oh, it's oh, I don't know. Is it planning? It is not planning. Pui, would you have would you have had a guess for this one? So I only kind of really know this um, owing to my mild obsession with the RICS. Um, <laughs> I think it's ESG. It is ESG. It is oh, ESG. It's, it's ESG. at the heart of everything, of course, but it is uh, particularly uh, this week at the heart of the new Red Book. Uh, and we have a, uh, a guide for that in this week's magazine. OK, so Pui, your chance to steal the lead. Uh, blank answered as church seals 14.6 million pound hq deal this is uh, a, an excellent story by um alex and it is uh, prayers uh can you be slightly more specific there are two Ooh. words missing wait oh what, what was the missing word again it, it is Sorry. blank answered as church seals 14.6 million hq deal and there are I two words was, missing i thought it was prayers answered uh, it is prayers. That is the Methodist second. Word. Ah, there you go. You, 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 uh. have, you have it. Two one. You've got to two get one. the right well denomination. Uh, Alex has been on fine thought. form. Fine form uh, for headlines uh, this week, and 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 you even added one on Thursday about the Dragons Den uh, cast member that uh, didn't quite make it into the quiz. <laughs> That's for next week. That's for next week. Sneak preview. <laughs> okay. So two ones, Bree, and on to the final round of questions, which, of course, come from the diary page. So, Alex, what is the name of the forthcoming Apple Plus TV series starring Jared Leto and Anne Hathaway based on the rise and fall of WeWork? Oh, God, I should really know this. I really <laughs> should know this. There's um, no excuse it's by like, this point for is, not is looking it... at the diary page. Uh, I just uh, it's, it's I mean it's it's got to be something I don't know I wish okay. I knew. Do you can you recall the answer? Well yeah because it actually is a really excellent trailer um, and I really want to watch it even though I don't have Apple TV um, but um, I think it's We Crashed. It right? is We Crashed you can you hopefully yeah. get yourself a, a free trial or something in March uh, when We Crash starts uh, uh, streaming on Apple Plus TV. So we will win the quiz today, but will it be a resounding 3-1 win? Your final question. Which town 
highlighted in a Times article from 1980, found underneath a ripped up carpet, provided unlikely inspiration for a comment piece also featured on the diary page this week. I, I do remember this because it actually was a really good, it was a really good comment piece. Not that they aren't always good, <laughs> but it was it was especially good. Um, it's Peterborough. It is. Pui is, is back on song after uh, an unexpected defeat to Damien uh, in her last uh, quiz performance. Uh, how, how are you feeling? Are you pleased, pleased with that? Absolutely thrilled. And Alex, you yeah. look gutted. I'm utterly, utterly dejected. <laughs> <laughs> has this ruined your weekend? It has, yes, on this fine Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, thank you uh, very much, uh, both of you, for, for joining us on EGLSM to review uh, the week's events. And uh, hopefully uh, we'll see you back soon. Thanks for having us, Jess. And to everyone else, you have been listening to EG Like Sunday Morning.